Good morning and welcome to our podcast on this Tuesday morning. I'm walking through scripture and uh, I really hope that you have enjoyed the last couple of sessions together as we've looked at really uh, God's perfect creation in Genesis 1, uh, 2, and 3. And then now we're going to transition to human depravity. Um, we're going to be looking at Genesis 6 today. So if you're driving down the road, if you're at home with your family listening to this session, um, in this point of Scripture today, there's a dramatic shift because the Bible says um, sin was rampant and sin was all over the land. And there was one man who found favor in the eyes of the Lord, Noah. That really struck me uh, in my heart as I studied for this session that, um, you know, as you think about so many people in that time and you think about God's grace, and there's a lot of themes today. We're going to talk about God's grace, his mercy, and then this man stood out uh, beyond everyone else. Why did he stand out in the midst of darkness? Because he found favor in the eyes of the Lord. He was a rare jewel, Noah was, and he shined against the very dark spiritual backdrop of his day. The Bible tells us that Noah found grace, favor in the eyes of the Lord, Genesis 6, 8. I wonder um, do you find favor in the eyes of the Lord? D does God look at you and say, wow, yeah, he is sold out. She is sold out for my kingdom. I, I hope he does. This is unmerited favor from God to Noah. And Noah responded to that grace. You know, uh, there, there's a lot that I, I could that I could open up with right now. But let, let me think through this uh, with us. Let's determine the structure of this passage. So as we, as we recap quickly, we know that God created. And God created everything, and he said it's perfect. And um, Adam and Eve walked with God. And God gave them boundaries, just like he gives us boundaries, just like we give our children boundaries uh, in life. He said, do not take of this tree. And we know that temptation was strong. We know the serpent was crafty and they fell. When Adam and Eve fell, all of humanity fell hard in sin. We're marred in sin. We are depraved. We deserve hell. And we can't really blame Adam and Eve saying, you know, hey, I would have done different. No, we do what we do every single day just like they did. We fall short. We choose the flesh. And God knew all of this in the very beginning. That, uh, that Jesus would come to make all things new. But what you see now is this progression, if you will, of God's love and favor. Uh, even in the midst of darkness and sin, uh, God is the hero, right? God is our hero. I don't know where you are in life as, as you listen to this, but I know this. God is merciful, but he's also just. Think through that. How is God at the same time both just and merciful? Justice is getting what we deserve. Mercy is not getting what we deserve. And grace is getting what we don't deserve. So don't ever say to God, I want justice in my life. You don't want justice. You want mercy and grace. <laughs> God extended grace toward Noah. For by grace you've been saved through faith. Ephesians says, that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God not by works, lest any man boast. Now let's get into Genesis 6. It came about when man began to multiply on the face of the land, and the daughters were born to them. 
that the sons of God saw that the daughters of men were beautiful. They took wives for themselves and whomever they chose. And then the Lord said, My spirit shall not strive with man forever. Because he also is flesh, nevertheless, his days shall be 120 years. Then the Nephilim were on the earth in those days. And also afterward, when the sons of God came into the daughters of men and they were born children to them. Those were the mighty men who were of old, men of renown. Notice verse 5. This is just striking. It's quite a shift. Then the Lord saw that the wickedness of man was great on the earth. Let's pause. Wow. I mean, just a couple of chapters back, I talked about perfection. I talked about God's glory and God created with perfection. But mighty was the fall of man. The Bible continues in 6.5, and that every intent of the thoughts of the heart was only evil continually, and the Lord was sorry that he made man on the earth, and he was grieved in his heart. Now, the key word in this text, I believe, God was grieved. God grieves over sin. The Lord was sorry that he had made man on the earth, and he was grieved in his heart. And the Lord said, I will blot out man whom I have created from the face of the land, from man to animals, to creeping things, to birds of the sky, for I am sorry that I have made them. But Noah, that, that word but in Scripture, man, when you see that, you know something powerful is going to follow. But Noah found favor in the eyes of the Lord. And these are the records of the generations of Noah. Noah was a righteous man, blameless in his time, and he walked with God. But we know in verse 11, the earth was corrupt in the sight of God. The earth was filled with violence. God looked on the earth and he saw the corruption and said to Noah, The end of all flesh has come before me, for the earth is filled with violence because of them, and I'm going to destroy the earth. Again, judgment is coming. Some of you may say, why in the world did God do that? Isn't God loving? Well, he's loving, but friend, he's also just. And only a just God could be loving, merciful at the same time. Um, and you see the justice of God here. It doesn't mean that God is, doesn't love. It means that what he said, my spirit will not strive with man forever. So you see God um, looking upon mankind and grieving. You see Noah sticking out in the midst of the darkness. And then you've got God giving him a command. God said to Noah, um, I'm going to do um, judgments coming. Make for yourself an ark. And I'm going to give you the description of the ark. And he says that. And he says, 18, I will establish my covenant with you and you shall enter the ark, you and your sons and your wife. Basically, Noah will be spared. The family will be spared. Why? Because Noah found favor. And every living thing of all flesh you will take in. Thus, Noah did it. In verse 22, that's the key verse. Noah obeyed God. What about you? Are you obeying God today? As we think about God's perfection in the first couple of chapters, as we think about the fall of man in chapters 3, 4 on, as you think about this mighty fall of corruption and evil in chapter 6, then you've got a man sold out for the Lord. I hope God can say that of you. This passage, man began to multiply and sin increased with them, 6, 1 through 5. 
You've got God's sorrow in 6.6. You've got God's judgment pronounced in 6.7. And then you have Noah finding favor in the eyes of the Lord. When men began to multiply, the sons of God. Now, some of you are thinking, you know, Dwayne, what does that mean, the sons of God? Well, there are a number of suggested possible explanations for the identity of the sons of God. Uh, most common being many believe they were angels or fallen angels. Others believe they were, these were sons of Seth. Um, what is clear, whoever the sons and daughters are in the text, they're depicted as people who should not be marrying and procreating. So uh, this could be a, a reference to these uh, couple of events as far as... Um, The text does not explicitly state that the offspring of the union of the sons and daughters were giants, the Nephilim. Uh, 6.4 simply says that they were giants on the earth in those days and afterward when the sons of God came into the daughters of men. So, again, whoever they were, they were not supposed to marry. The Bible says in 6.2 they were beautiful. Um... This is the same assessment God made of his creation. Here the sons of God are taking what God made good and using it for evil, whom they chose. This is a clear implication of the text that the choices of the spouses were their choice in contrast to that of God. Notice verse 3. My spirit will not strive with man forever. You see, God wants us to respond in obedience now. Some of you do not have a relationship with God, and you need that. You need that. Uh, You need that for relationship, for salvation. You need that to fulfill God's will for your life. And you need to live an upright life, not a life of evil and sin, right? And that's what this text is saying, that in the midst of, of chaos and darkness, God spotted a man who was sold out. You know, I don't want God to say of us, you know, that he grieves over how we're living, right? Or our country, how our country is progressing. I think you look around and you see depravity, don't you? You see sin. You see chaos. You see destruction. But the Bible says in this chapter, 6-6, the Lord was sorry. Now, that Hebrew word can mean to be sorry to regret, or even to be grieved. I think that might be a better translation. God was grieved at the sin in the land. God grieves over our sin and the judgment it requires. As parents, we grieve when our kids do wrong, don't they? Um, or don't we? We, we, we grieve when, when we tell them what to do and when to do it, and if they don't, that that's displeasing to us. That that grieves a parent's heart when we're striving with our children. We want them to obey and do right and make good choices. And when they don't, that really tears most of us up, and it should. I think that's the text today. I think God was grieved when he looked upon man, and he, he, he knew in the very beginning, I've created man with perfection to walk with me in a close relationship, yet... Adam and Eve sinned, and humanity has sinned. And we've done what is not right in the eyes of the Lord. But here's the shift. Noah found favor. Um, The Hebrew word means favor or grace. Noah found grace. When you think about the sinfulness around Noah, Noah found favor with the Lord, and that stands out as significant. 
Um, the name Noah means rest. In the midst of chaos of mankind's sin, God's sorrow finds rest in Noah, in the eyes of the Lord. Um, I just think that's amazing. The passage reveals mankind's potential to take what God made as good and use it for evil. That's a key takeaway. It begins when there is no fault of God. They saw, they took, they did what they wanted to do. What's another takeaway from this chapter? Sin grieves the heart of God and demands his judgment. Sin demands God's judgment. Um, we should not abuse his grace. As I talked to you earlier about Noah here, in the midst of destruction, in the midst of God looking upon mankind and grieving, you got this rare jewel, Noah, and he found grace. Um, God did not love Noah because he lived a godly life. Noah lived a godly life because he understood how much God loved him. Think about that. There's a difference. The Bible says we love him because he first loved us. That's 1 John 4, 19. God loves you. Just embrace that and be thankful for it. Even when times are hard, the Apostle Paul said, in everything give thanks, this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Uh, you see that over and over and over. God loves us and we love God. We, we obey God. Um, you know, I, I want to look at, at a verse here in, in six, just for a moment. Um, the Bible says this, uh, when you think about Noah and you think about his obedience, you think about his love for the Lord, uh, you, you think about verse nine, these are the records of the generations of Noah. He was righteous. He was blameless. And he walked with God. You know, we're living in a very dark day. And I encourage you, keep living for the Lord. Don't let people oppress you. Don't let people look down at you. Don't let people, uh, when they persecute you, make you feel like a failure. Uh, because you're not a failure. Uh, you're called to be a follower in, in a time that uh, is really difficult on our children, on our families. Um, it seems like when you look at our country, everyone wants to say, Hey, uh, live however you want, you know, uh, you know, don't look down at me when I sin in your face. Don't call anything out. Just, we all have different paths and you choose a path and go with it. And that's just not biblical. You know, the Bible has scripture in front of us to live by. It's a roadmap. You know, it's a roadmap. When you're trying to figure out your destination on your phone, when you're trying to, to navigate Nashville or Memphis or wherever you go, a large city, most of us, we turn on the maps <laughs> and uh, we put the destination address in and we follow very closely every single turn. Now, I tried to do that this past weekend to no, to no avail. <laughs> and, um, you know, but I was, I missed the road. And uh, trying to get to Mount Juliet, I missed a uh, exit. And when I missed that exit, I'm like, oh my, what do I do? Well, I look down really quick at my phone and I'm like, okay, I can, it's going to reroute. So I need to pay very close attention so I can get back on the highway and get to my destination because I've messed up. Friend, we've all messed up. We've all fallen short. 
but I, I love the grace of God. As I read scripture, as I walk with God, he will direct my path. I don't know where you are in this life, but I know as, as a father, um, as a parent, as a, as a, as a husband, you know, I have responsibilities that I need to fulfill. And I've got to lead in such a way that I lead my family to the cross and I make good decisions. How do I do that? By the very word of the Lord. So I encourage you in your walk with the Lord, fulfill your calling. There's going to be darkness. There's going to be evil. It wasn't Noah's day, but what did he do? He obeyed. And the rest of the story in chapter six, he listened to God. You know, and I love that. God gives... Uh, descriptions here. He gives, <clears throat> you know, a clear direction as far as um, what this boat, this ark should be built of. Make for yourself an ark in 14. And can you imagine Noah? I mean, check this out. Can you imagine Noah looking at, at the depravity, thinking through, what are people going to say about me? You know, Think about that from his lens. I'm sure he was in shock and all. Lord, you want me to go do what? Uh, do you know what they're going to say? And you're, you know how often they're going to laugh. And it's going to take a while to build this ark. And you want me to take two of every kind? But but he had to go back to verse 18, everybody. Look at 18, 618. I will establish my covenant, my relationship with you. If you obey me, I will do the following. And I'll enter this relationship. And you'll enter the ark, you and your family, Every living thing in verse 19 of the birds of their kind, of the animals of their kind, of every creeping thing, everything. As for you, take for yourself some of the food. And thus Noah did it according to all that God commanded. Then the Lord, and I'm just going to give a brief touch in chapter 7. Entered the ark, you and all your household, you alone. I've seen you to be righteous before me in this time. And then he gives descriptives here as far as all the animals on the ark. And we know the flood came. We know destruction came. Why? Because sin was rampant. Sin is rampant in our day. Will you step up? Uh, will you be that man following after the Lord, that woman following after the Lord, that young person sold out for Jesus? I, I hope you will. Um, hardships and tragedies happen. Brokenness is in our land. All things are not good, but God works all things for the good. Um, so I trust I trust God and his word. Noah had to trust. I encourage you today, think through these verses in chapter 6 because chapter 7 is coming. Destruction's on the way. When you look at 6, 7, 8, and 9, you've got this, um, this narrative, if you will, of judgment and rescue from God, protection um, of Noah and his family, and then the covenant of the rainbow. And we're going to talk about that later. And then when you finish off 10 and 11, the Tower of Babel, you go to the Abrahamic Covenant. At that point in a couple of weeks, we're going to look at Genesis 13 on, give a big overview of Genesis, and uh, continue to walk through Scripture. Remember, the key word for our study in this walking through Scripture is redemption. God is all about redeeming a people for himself. God bless you, and have a great day.